15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years, because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. We're always right and we're never left. Before I begin, I want to send out prayers to all of those who have lost loved ones with this unfortunate pandemic, COVID-19. We send out prayers to family, friends, and loved ones. We also want to send out prayers to anyone that's in the hospital right now. We wish them Godspeed and a speed of recovery. We also want to thank all the police, fire, and all the frontline workers, uh, doctors, nurses, uh, scientists, everybody on the front line trying to battle uh, this disease to bring us a somewhat of a normal life. We want to take this opportunity to thank them for their service and their work. Today, uh, we're honored to have in the studio a gentleman from Pennsylvania. He's a business person. He knows that excessive regulation stifles business growth and innovation. He doesn't want to squash the American dream. He wants to advance it. He wants to fight to keep jobs in America. He understands that America needs to be independent so we aren't vulnerable to foreign interests. Or so our economy remains strong and Americans can make good livings for their families. John says intelligence fuels innovation, and John will work to strengthen the educational system so our students can once again rank as the smartest in the world. John also wants to preserve the freedom of parents to choose which schools to send their children. Let me welcome to the show U.S. Senate candidate for Pennsylvania, John DeBellis. How are you, John? Doing It's great to have you on, John. Uh, I did a little brief introduction about you. Uh, if you can share with us your humble beginnings, uh, where you're from, uh, and how you got involved in politics. Sure. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh. I lived there until about uh, I was 10 years old. 
And then uh, my mother remarried, and I moved to Youngstown, Ohio. And then I came back to Pittsburgh after school. And uh, actually, my uncle was a state senator for 16 years in Pennsylvania. So I worked for him for a couple years out in Harrisburg. And that's how I kind of first started it. And then I, people wanted me to run a long time ago, and I just really didn't want to. I didn't care for it. I actually left Harrisburg to come back home to Pittsburgh. But uh, I uh, recently, with all the events and what's going on in the left, I just, you know, I have an 11 year old son um, who's in the school district here in Moon Township, which is a suburb of Pittsburgh, about uh, 15 miles west. But uh, with everything going on, I decided, you know, somebody's got to step up to the plate here and try to save America for, uh, from going so far left, left into socialism. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So um, I think you're a business owner. Is that correct? Yes, I have two small businesses. And what kind of business do you do? Um, my one business, I have a uh, eyewear company. I sell ophthalmic eyewear to eye doctors. Um, I've, I've had that business for 18 years. Um, the other business I have, I started two years ago, actually right before COVID, was a tutoring business. So in, with with that business, I hear from parents every night. Uh, and, uh, I mean, some parents call up here's about what's going on here. Uh, and uh, I, you know, another reason why I'm running, I mean, something has to be done with these school districts and the, and the teachers' unions. Uh, I, I believe that any occupation that works on tax, taxpayers' dollars should not be able to strike. Uh, and especially the way this has been handled uh, in the various districts around here, and, you know, in our state, because our governor basically shut everything down for a while, and then he opens up a little bit. He's destroyed many of small businesses. I mean, 60% of uh, small business owners who have um, restaurants, um, you know, or front doors, uh, they're out of business, and they're never going to come back. We lost them. Uh, and you look at states like Florida, they didn't shut down, and their their numbers are just as good as anywhere else. Absolutely. So uh, COVID has devastated, I guess, the uh, the economy in, in Pennsylvania? Yes, absolutely. So had- what are some – I'm sorry, go ahead. What are some of the ideas uh, that you have as a candidate running for U.S. Senate to maybe open the state back up, or uh, what some ideas do you have that can probably bring the economy back in Pennsylvania? I I don't believe in shutdowns, number one. I, uh, you know, I I believe let the people be responsible for themselves. yeah, we have to protect the seniors and the people with underlying conditions. So if, you know, you want to, uh, if you want to go out and you got elderly parents, you make sure that you social distance and wear a mask So you, if you're going to be in contact with them. But I don't believe that we should have to, you know, have these mandates, these mask mandates. And I mean, especially the optics of the little, of the little kids. When I go pick up my son at school and these kids come out with face shields and masks, 
I mean, it's just, it's terrible for them. They probably don't, you know, half of them probably don't even know what's going on. And, yeah, um, it's sad. It's, it's sad. Yeah, it's sad that children today have to grow up under these type of conditions and restrictions. It's it's right. really we'll sad. Yeah, we'll we'll lose a whole generation of kids. I mean, I think they're just passing these kids through. Uh, you know, from from the parents that I talk to on a nightly basis, uh, you know, they're calling up to get their kids tutors, tutors, but none of their kids are failing because they believe that the parents actually believe their kids aren't doing as well as what the school says they are. You know, the schools are passing these kids along to make this look good and. Uh, to get money from the state, they have to, you know, have requirements they have to meet. So that's what they're doing. They're, they're pat- these kids that are getting A's are most likely getting A's and C's, and the kids that are getting B's are most likely getting D's and F's. And right. they, they want, to, you know, they don't want to ruffle feathers, so they just give everybody an A and a B and move along. And when these kids get into my my kid, my son, especially, I mean, he's at the age, you know, where he's 11 years old. So he'll be going to high school in a few years. When he gets to high school, he probably won't know what to do when it comes to algebra and geometry and trigonometry and calculus because they're just so far behind. Is your son doing remote learning now? They do um, four days. Oh, okay. And then one day at home. They they do four days at school and one day at home. Uh, and that has changed. You know, it all depends. Today we had a scare. Uh, his mother called me up and said that uh, he was in contact uh, with a kid that uh, tested positive to, to COVID. So she had to go pick him up at school and... He's an extra. He takes Taekwondo, and he has sparring match coming up this weekend. So he was devastated. But luckily, they called her back and said uh, that that he was not in contact with this uh, young man or, or or lady. So he was able to. He'll be able to go back to school tomorrow's obviously a uh, remote day, but uh, on Thursday he'll be able to go back to school. You know, uh, my daughter. My well, my other. My older kids, they graduated, except for my 20-year-old daughter, is still in college. Uh, it's no problem for her to do remote learning. But my 12-year-old hasn't been back to school since COVID, and she's been doing remote learning. And they haven't wow. did any time at school. Everything is remote learning. So, uh, And this is right here in New Jersey. You know, next door to you guys. Um, but I really, I, John, I really feel bad for the poor kids in Philly and in the inner cities that don't have access to computers, or their parents are single home parents working, you know, two jobs or whatever, and it becomes a challenge. Those kids are are going to be left behind. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, you know. The name of my company is Greater Pittsburgh Tutors. We tutor all over the Greater Pittsburgh area, so I deal with a, a variety, you know, uh, of social situations and economical uh, economic situations. And 
you know, I have I have single mothers that are in uh, you know impoverished areas that call up in tears and say, "Look, I can't afford to hire a a, um, a babysitter for day uh, or daycare because my job doesn't pay that much. If I go to work, I'm going to end up losing money." You know, and you know, and their kid needs tutored. They're not getting the education. So, you know, my tutoring business right now has turned in basically to a nonprofit. I only, you know, I, I tell these single mothers and the people that can't afford it, look, I I only charge you for what uh, I pay my tutors. I, I have to pay my tutors because they're the ones that go out there and, and actually use their gas and car and, and do the work. Right. So right. I, I don't make a dime on it. You know, and I've been doing that since the pandemic has started. You know, God for the left fortune. Yeah. And you. Uh, you know, I still got bills, you know, to pay. I have to pay for, you know, obviously my web page, advertising and things like that. So this last year and a half has been basically uh, my my business is a uh, basically a nonprofit. Yeah, everybody everybody across the board uh, has taken a big hit, uh, and the restrictions that these governors have imposed upon the states across the country have been really in, in unbearable for business. Some business, like you said earlier, will not return, which is unfortunate. Um, and and even in some of these states, it's sad to see that they've been arrested for trying to feed their kids, whether it was the lady with the beauty salon or the gym owner in New Jersey. Uh, you know, this totalitarian uh, government style, uh, it's really a shame when you want to impose this on tax paying on, you know, good American citizens who pay their taxes, yet you can't keep a handle on crime. And that's the oxymoron, you know, is that, you know, you'll impose these stiff penalties on people who are hardworking Americans. You know what I mean? But we can't get a hold on crime in, the, in these big cities. What are some of the other challenges that you faced in Pennsylvania that you'd like to address as a, as a U.S. senator? Well, obviously, you know, uh, you know, as soon as Biden got in with a stroke of pen, he uh, destroyed 11,000 families uh, when he shut down the pipeline. Uh, I'm in an area where there's a lot of fracking. Uh, a lot of coal mines as well, and uh, this green—I call it the Green New Steel—is what they're doing. I, I mean, they're just ripping uh, the heart out of America with uh, trying to. To me, it's all just another one of their ploys, and they every bill that comes up, they want to pump more and more money into this, and and less money. And actually creating jobs, uh, you know, you, you cannot keep taxing people. And, you, and Biden is now going to put a, uh, he's adding seven percent to the corporate tax. Well, one of the, I'm a corporation. One of my businesses is a corporation. I'm a small. You're going to add seven seven percent to me, and then it, you know, if you add it to the big businesses, the big businesses are going to leave. That's why they go to China. If, you know, you add 7% on, you know, a million dollars, 
you know, and these companies are doing billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And plus, they'll take their they'll take their wealth, they'll take their investments, and they'll they'll move those into foreign banks. Uh, it'll destroy America. What these people are doing, um, uh, you know, their far left agenda is just, uh, you know, I I don't see how Americans uh, were for this. I mean, I don't believe they were. I thought, you know, I thought the election was not uh, up and up, and that was another thing. In my state, they passed Act 77, which gave them the authority to do all this mail-in voting taking votes uh, three days after the election. I mean, that, that's insane. That just opens up for corruption. Pennsylvania already had problems with, with their elections before. And uh, now when you, when you do mass mail-in voting, uh, I mean, it, it's, a proof, it's proven that it's, it, you know, I mean, Jimmy Carter even said it years ago, that ma- uh, mail-in voting will be the end of the uh, of America as, far as, as we know it when it comes to the votes. Whoever's better at stealing is going to win. And it's definitely something that we saw historically with the amount of votes this election. Uh, I can't I can't see how Joe Biden got 11 million more votes than than Barack Obama. Uh, I I just can't I can't see it. Well, no, I can't I mean, see it. You know, you had a – he got the most votes of any American president in the history, okay? He sat in his basement 95% of the time. But on top of that, what really should stick out to people, you had a down ballot, that would, which was a red wave. I, I mean, all 20 contested uh, house seats that, that were up in the air went red. How do you have a – how do you have a down ballot that's leave red, but the top of the ticket is blue? There you go, John. John, there you uh, go. Exactly. There you go, John. That's it. Yep. Exactly. You, you can't have the down ballot winning without the top winning. You know. Exactly. Exactly. And Trump won 18 out of 19 bellwether uh, counties. Uh, I mean, that's things like this haven't happened since the 1960s. Some of the stuff hasn't happened for a hundred years. It's, you know, he, uh, the numbers don't lie. I mean, there's, there's no way that you have a, a ballot like that. I, I mean, anybody that knows anything about politics, if you look at these ballots and say, holy cow, it's all red down the bottom. What they did was they unbothered, they unbothered checking the uh, – they, they weren't worried about the, the House and the, and the Senate races. They were just in such that they didn't realize that Trump was going to get so many votes. So when he got some, when he, he when he started reaching these vote levels, they figured we got to bring out the ballots. And what they did was they just started filling in the top of the ticket. Well, yeah, I mean, Trump Trump won the election in 2016, and in 2020 he got 10 million more votes. It's impossible for him to lose. Where did they make up all? Where did, where did these people get twenty million votes from all of a sudden? Thirty million voters. Yeah, and you got dead people, people that have it five years, uh, and, and with these machines, you know they they wiped everything clean. Uh, so you people were forensic audit. 
people were getting ballots in different states and they were living in another state. Right, particularly in Arizona and Nevada. Yeah, uh, you know, it's crazy. I even know of an incident in New Jersey. The person's living in Montana and received the ballot in New Jersey. So, I mean, if we know of a couple of people, multiply that times 10 times, a 1,000 times. Well, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. And now what yeah. they want to do is they want to call the Georgia voting law racist, which I find appalling myself. Right. You know, Joe the Biden Democrats... Has... Go ahead, Joe John. Biden's home state has stricter uh, voting laws in Georgia. I'm sorry, what did Joe Biden say? Joe Biden's home state of Delaware has laws just as strict as, uh, if not stricter than uh, than Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a shame. So yeah, there's 8 million voters in Georgia. 7 million of them have driver's license. It's not hard to get an ID. Uh, you know, the state, you can get an ID, uh, you know, basically anywhere. Uh, uh, so I don't even I, know I, why... It, 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 John, when you think about it, I don't even know why ID is an issue because even people that get food stamps or on welfare have to have ID. So I don't know what people they're talking about that have to have ID or can't get ID. I don't know what I don't know what section of people they're talking about because you have to have ID for everything. So I don't know what segment of people they're talking about. These invisible people that don't have IDs. Where are they at? Whatever narrative works for them, they just spew it and they spew hate. They're the ones that divide this country. Them and mass media and big tech. I, I, I mean, they're the ones who divide the people. Uh, not, uh, you know, a couple of tweets from Donald Trump that someone didn't like or found offensive. Uh, you know, the Democrats are the ones who divide. That, that, they've wanted this. I mean, look, they, they don't want they don't want walls. They put a wall around the Capitol. You go to Nancy Pelosi's house, you got a big wall around her house, but they don't want walls. You know, now this, the border the border is a, a crisis. Uh, you have a – could you imagine if Trump opened the border up with, a, with the COVID-19 going on and oh said, everybody, you're welcome? Could you imagine how they would crucify him in the media? Every day, every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And I think this I mean, is a one, one press conference. Since he's been in office, he's like missing. And then uh, the vice president has never been to the uh, to the uh, to the border. And then when the reporters asked about it last week, which I found appalling, she laughs. Oh, oh, I'm not going today. Why is it funny that you have kids, you know, human human traffickers dropping kids over the fence, three, five years old? What's funny about that? Absolutely, they just. They just picked up the other day. I was reading. They, they picked up a uh, a, um, a terrorist uh, that was on the FBI terrorist watch list. They picked him up. He was trying to get in the border, and he was deported three years ago. I mean, everybody, is, everybody now is a bum rush. And, and what's horrible is the cartels are taking these kids and bringing them up. And two and three, four year old babies. They're dropping off on the side of the river. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're they're holding their parents responsible to pay for it. 
it, it just brought more corruption. Uh, and um, uh, the health issues is we're footing a bill to put these people in hotels for six months. You've got American people who are – you've got families who are living in cars on the streets. You've you got veterans living on the streets. We've got a mental exactly. health crisis in this country, a drug crisis in this country. And, you know, I, I, listen, I can't even wrap my head around it that, you know, we have people living on the streets, San Francisco, California, New York, all over the place. And, and you're worrying about putting up illegal immigrants in hotels. Uh, that really baffles my mind. Yeah. And, and these people are packed in like sardines down there in a plastic tent. Where's the ventilation at? You, at least with chain link fences, you got ventilation. You, you have no ventilation. They're in plastic tents uh, during a pandemic where people sneeze and coughing right, you know, that are, that are right next to you. No, no, it's just they have failed. They have failed miserably. They failed when they walked. They failed when they walked. They failed before they even got in the office, you know. But you know, his catch and release policies don't allow the people as well to get tested for COVID-19. I don't know how come the media is not all over that as well. I mean, we've had a surge in in the Northeast, some of the Midway states, Midwest states, in COVID lately. Now they want to take all of these illegal immigrants and they want to transport them all to northern states. Well, Iowa right. just put in place uh, uh, the law of an Iowa just put a law in place that they're not a sanctuary state. They're not going to accept any legal immigrants. Now, what about, we don't know what diseases these people are carrying. I mean, with all due respect, we don't know measles, polio, smallpox. We don't know what they got. No, uh, there's different strains of COVID now. Exactly. And then you want to interject, well, thank God the schools aren't open yet, but then where are you going to put these kids? I, I mean, uh, you know, they. Yeah, go ahead. Los Angeles, the the illegal immigrants are going to school, and the taxpayers' kids are not. I mean, that's how that's how far left these people are. I mean, how that's why people are leaving in groves out of California. I, I mean, they're they're paying tax dollars to the school district, and they say. Oh, uh, you know what, Mr. and Mrs. Brown, you can, your son cannot go. We don't have room for him uh, because we're bringing in illegals to uh, uh, to the classrooms. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the things that they want these votes, that's what it is. They're letting all these people in because they want the votes. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, giving them free driver's licenses. They're registering to vote, free, free school, free health care. Right. I mean... I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, but, but 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 Obamacare wanted to charge you if you didn't sign up and get insurance, though. But Obamacare right. was the best thing in the world for the American people. It jacked up rates all over the country. Oh, I know. But they know hammered that. Donald Trump for getting rid of Obamacare. But now they just want to they just want to give the American tax dollars away like it's a candy store. It's really mind-boggling to me. And then now well, I, and now Joe Biden is saying after for months now 
we're going to open the borders. Everybody, we welcome you to come in. And now he's going to tell everybody, oh, please stop coming. How are you going to stop coming where 100,000, 200,000 people have already started <laughs> migrating to the United States? Really? Stop coming? Yeah. What yeah, do you think, you're about, Moses? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> think you're Moses? Think you're Moses? You can stop them right away? <laughs> yeah. When some of those Republican senators were down there, they were saying that the people uh, – the people uh, driving those rafts around back and forth were actually mocking them, you know, making fun of them. Uh, there was nothing they could do about it. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, we have to stop what's going on. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running. I mean, I hope we can flip the Senate. It's a very important seat. Uh, we cannot have this socialism agenda continue. I mean, going back to the election in our state, you know, the Republicans, Republicans voted for this Act 77 as well. You know, Act 77 let these people do the mail-in ballots and all this other thing, you know. And the legislator is responsible for making the laws. So every politician in the state, especially, I mean, the Republicans, and even the federal um, politicians, the congressmen and the senators in our state, they should have stopped that immediately. And said, no way, this is opening up a whole can of worms for cheating. Uh, and they didn't. And that's just, uh, you know, there's just so many politicians out there that just go about, they collect a nice big check and are going to have a big fat pension and they could care about us. They could care less. Why do you think, you know, one of my issues on, on my platform is, is age limitations. I don't think that a congressman or senator uh, you know, when they're 80 years old, should be passing $50 billion bills of our money. You, you know, why, why do you think that they want to stay in office when they're 80 years old? They have grandchildren. Any normal person, hey, I want to spend my retirement with my grandchildren and my children. They want to stay in there because of the power and the money. And, and they'll stay in there until, I, I mean, they'll be willing them out. You're right, uh, or, they, or they die out, or they die out. Yeah, I, I mean, it's sickening. You, you know why? You know, we want to fund, the Democrats want to fund foreign abortions, okay? I mean, all this funding, when you send funding, like, how do you think Hunter Biden and Joe Biden made those deals? They got kickbacks, and that's what all these politicians in Washington do. That's why nothing ever gets done. They'll pass a bill that says, okay, we're going to give uh, um, Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, $5 billion for research and something. You know, and what happens is those, Saudi Arabia, in turn, sends some of that money back to the politicians, and you never know about it. So they're, they're, uh, all, they're all compromised. Yeah, John, in our last couple of minutes – Please talk about your platform to Pennsylvania and to the American people, and then uh, you know let people know after you wrap up your platform if they want to volunteer, donate to your campaign or your website. Please share that information uh, with my listeners. Sure, the, uh, my platform I'm running on is uh, first of all freedom of speech. Uh, we need to get this back. This cancel culture uh, has to go. It has to be canceled. Uh, this, uh, you know, every every time you turn around, 
uh, someone's getting canceled or a company's getting canceled. Uh, Republicans are afraid. You know, I've run into this with my uh, uh, fundraising is, you know, when you donate $250 or more, they have to put down their place of work. And they don't want to do that because they're afraid that they're going to get fired. It's not, it's not good. And I believe in small government. I, I The less government you have, the better for the people. The government it should, should be for, for the people. I mean, they work for us. We don't work for them. And that's how, that's how it's been now for years. We work for them. Our tax dollars go to them. And uh, that has to stop. The regulations on business, on business, you cannot do it. They're going to leave. They're going to take their jobs elsewhere. I mean, there's certain things that are, you know, that are maybe very harmful to the environment or whatever, and you can understand. But this pipeline, that was the safest way to transport that oil. Now it's going to go on trucks and onto uh, on the trains. <laughs> you know, it's you have to you have to get rid of uh, you know stop regulating and strangling these people. Uh, and we've got to stop this illegal immigration. It, you know, Trump was doing it. That wall was up. You know, everything was going well. And then they come in. And a stroke of a pen, this guy has destroyed this country in 60 days. Um, and also, uh, you know, our education system. Like, like I said before, I don't believe that teachers that work on taxpayer money should be allowed to strike or have this much input on when a child – when our kids should go back to school and when they can and when they can't, they should not have the input. The parents should. We're paying them. If they don't like it, there's many people lining up right behind them that will take their job. Uh, the, the kids that go to Catholic schools and private schools have been in school all year. No problems. And those teachers make a third of what these other teachers make, these public school teachers. So the, the teachers' unions need to be broken up. Yeah, I'm for unions, but when you get when you get – uh, when you get teachers unions like this that, that just destroy kids, it's not good for America. It's not good for the future of America. And big tech, uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, they banned me. I, I didn't even do anything. I, Twitter banned me for life. So I'm like Donald Trump now. Uh, the censorship has to stop. Uh, uh, you know, 60 Minutes, look, they just got caught cutting those tapes on the Santa's. Uh, all we need journalist integrity. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I want to bring that back. I mean, we, we have to stop this uh, this censorship, uh, you know, in big tech and the misinformation uh, in mainstream media. I mean, it has to stop. Uh, and then I'm all for energy independence. Uh, you know, Trump was on the right path. Why? We're gonna when you get rid of our energy. Now we're gonna have to pay. I mean, they joined this Paris Accord right away. I mean, now we're paying them more there. And when you take away someone's energy independence, now we're we are relying on the Middle East and other uh, oil-making um, countries. That how is that any good for us? We're going to pay more for something that we have sitting right here in front of us and that we can dig out of our own backyard. Uh, it, it's, it's terrible. And, uh, you know, I believe I am all for the police and the first responders. Um, this, this defund the police was, was an absolute you know, disgrace what they did. Uh, 
these these young kids, what they're teaching these young kids in school. Uh, I just watched the documentary No Safe Spaces. I don't know if you have seen that. Uh, no, sir. It's a great documentary. It's Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. But uh, it shows you what these universities are, are teaching our kids. Uh, the parents have to pay more attention. Now it's getting into our high schools. So the parents have to start paying more attention to where they're sending their kids to school at. Because it's really, uh, uh, they're far left. They're teaching our kids to hate America. I mean, if you don't like it, leave. I always say, you want socialism? You know what? Send, we'll send all our socialists to a socialist country, and they can send them. They can send us all the people that want to be free, and there'll be an even trade. Uh, and uh, I believe, uh, you know, for more training for cops, not less, not less money, more money. We need money to provide for better training, safety equipment, and I believe body cameras should be on every police. That way, that that protects the civilian as well as the tent, uh, as the officer. You can see exactly what happens. Uh, so I don't think there's any reason why we can't outfit every policeman and woman out there with a camera. I mean, when we're, when we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars overseas, it won't take much to take some money away from that and give it to our to our fine men and women uh, and our military. Luckily, Trump built our military up. I'm, you know, thank God. I mean, these these people, these men and women, you know, put their lives on the line all the time as well. Uh, and it's just uh, it's just a, a disgrace the way they were treated uh, after that. I mean, hey, it was bad. It was terrible. But, you know, it's not every cop is bad. There's a few knows. There's a few bad apples in every in every barrel, you know. So, Amen. Uh, Amen. My you know my website is Debellis. It's D E capital B E L L I S. The number four, and then Senate.com. If you can click on that and donate, I really appreciate it. I'm going up against big money uh, here and career politicians, and they have a nice amount of money in their coffers already. So uh, I'd appreciate that. You can volunteer as well if you're in the state of Pennsylvania. We need people on the ground. Because I'm going to run a strong grassroots campaign. And that's what it's going to take. But um, if there's anything else, Chauncey, that you have for me, uh, no, I'd like to bring up one more thing. One of my mm-hmm. one of my uh, friends on social media told me not to forget about the torturing of Christians in uh, China with the Uyghurs. Mm. Yes. You know, he wanted me to mention that, so I just, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Thank you, it's John. Thank you so much for wanting to stand up for not only the people of Pennsylvania, but for the American people to stand up for what's right for all of us to have free speech and liberty that we value so near, so dear, and we should be putting America first, and we should be energy independent. We should not be depending on other countries, and we should be taking care of our own before we take care of others. I wish you the best of luck in your campaign. Uh, God bless you and your family, and thank you for coming on this evening. Thank you very much, Chauncey. You have a great evening. You too. You're listening to The Chauncey Show. I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. You can follow The Chauncey Show every Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on Blog Talk Radio at 6 o'clock. 
to quarter to seven Eastern Standard Time. You can follow the Chauncey Show on Parlor, on Gab, also on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Uh, I'm your host, Chauncey Brown. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at New York Talk Radio Host, also on Facebook, Right Talk Radio Host. Also, the Chauncey Show is on Twitter. I apologize. At Chauncey Show USA. Please join us this Thursday. We have a young, dynamic, first-time candidate running for the state legislature in New Jersey. Jennifer McCarr will be in the studio talking about her plans for the state of New Jersey. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today to the Chauncey Show. Uh, If you are able to, we do this show uh, for you, the American people. We uh, operate on small donations. Um, If you are able to, we would appreciate any amount, if possible, to PayPal me, the Chauncey Show. Uh, That will help us to keep us running, keep our message getting out to the American people. It will help us to continue to market uh, our audience uh, of all of our guests and uh, keeping you informed and up to date on what's going on around the country. We thank you for tuning in once again. God bless you all. Keep the faith, and we'll see you on Thursday night. Have a good night now. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist, but instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your GEICO agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no FAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.